What the Tech Africa podcast powered by Techno Nigeria. Stop at nothing. Hello and welcome to today's episode of What the Tech Africa brought to you by Africa Tech Radio. I'm your host, Jessica Fortunes. In today's episode, we'll be talking about growth strategies for tech startups. And to do that with me today in the studio is Abiola Bonola, a tech PR consultant with over eight years experience in media, marketing communications, core PR and technology. She has successfully managed projects and worked with world biggest brands like Vacom, MTN Nigeria, Nigerian breweries, tech companies like Binomo, Shikluded and a lot more. I think that if I continue, we would not go out of here because her bio is packed. Hello, Aviola. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for joining. How are you today? Uh, I'm, I'm great, although I would really, really love to be in my bed right now. I know, right? <laughs> okay, okay. So let's just go straight into it so that we can all get back to our beds. Okay. And so I'll start very quickly with what growth means. When you say growth for tech startups, what do you mean? So for me, um, growth just generally means when a startup is just getting better day by day, can record success one way or the other. It doesn't necessarily have to be a unicorn success at first, (laughs) but as long as they can just say that, oh, they are achieving something day by day, that for me is growth for every startup, yeah. Okay, that, that's pretty decent. But then when we think of it and we think of the fact that there's some level of growth that you need to reach before you can do certain things, yeah. doesn't that like put pressure on startups? Because I know that if you don't reach certain ways, you probably not get funds for the next level. And so as a growth person, what do you think about those, you know, milestone trying to reach? What does it like do for tech startups? Is it necessary to be? So the milestones, basically, they're just, to me, they can be a bit grand. So because they are ground, a lot of people just confuse them to be special kind of milestones, but they are quite simple. Um, For example, when startups say they are going for their seed rounds, they are going for their AM seed A round, seed B round, seed whatever, alphabet round. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's not really the growth yet. Getting money is not really the growth. The growth is when you can say that your customers are satisfied with what you're doing. And they feel comfortable with you and they trust you. That for me is growth. Not necessarily the money that you're making or receiving from investors, basically. Yeah. I like to think that money is important too. But then it's not the only it's no, not the only it's, thing, it's, right? It's not the, really the only thing. Because yeah. if you have money and you don't have your planning, your strategies mm. in place, at the end of the day, the money will just go and you wouldn't be able to achieve what you want to achieve. At yeah, and so it's, it's just about making sure that there's some other things are in place, like, you know, making sure that you have the right people. First of all, you need a lawyer to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, you're legally mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> um, no government is going to come to after you, after a while, you know, you're safe. Then after that, you also need to think about, okay, do I need a marketing department? Do I need a communication department? So that whatever it is that I'm saying to the public, to my target audience, whatever it is I'm saying, is it comfortable? Is it okay? So I don't give too much information at the same time. I'm not giving too little information. So that is just some of the things that you need in place as a startup. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with you because in recent time, we've seen companies make 
big money, but then we've also seen it disappear just the same way because probably certain things were not in place. Yeah. But then talking about things that startups should have, when you measure growth metrics, what are mm-hmm. the things you think they should be measuring? Okay, so the first thing they should be measuring is how many users do they have a large number of users that are actually using the platform? Because if you don't have your customers, I don't know what it is that you're doing. Then another thing that startups need to have, they need to be very, very strategic. So another thing to say that, oh, they are gotten to a level of growth is when they have strategies. It's obvious that they actually are planning, like they are thinking correctly about whatever it is that they're doing. So, that is um, a measure of success. Then another thing that a startup needs to have, apart from, you know, the users, they need to first also have like an app. A lot of startups, they say that, oh, they can always have a website. The website will work, this mm-hmm. one, that one. But for me, an app is just something that you need because going to a website, typing the words or even searching for the startup online is not really, it's a long thing uh, an app is just easier so that is how you can even easily measure your users the people that exactly so so an app is very important for a startup if you have an app you are great yeah then another thing is you can say that you have an idea at the beginning but later on you then realize that you need somebody else to drive you and push you through the idea <laughs> you can't do it alone so you need somebody else and because of that you need a co-founder somebody that is also as driven and to get a co-founder can be a process because you, you might not always get the right co-founder you might not get the right person but sometimes when you do get the right person you realize that you're actually achieving growth then you also need somebody in product somebody that is specialized in taking care of products not just you because it's one thing to have an idea it's one thing to have somebody that is specialized in making your product bloom so that is another thing that you need then you of course you need a developer now <laughs> what is the point <laughs> i think they, you probably have to have that first but <laughs> <laughs> you need a developer so somebody that is always always um you know editing stuff about your app updating those kind of things you need that for to say that okay you've grown and with time the more you work on your startup the more you get to employ more people that will be strategic to improving your startup and before you know it that is when um, you can start talking about investors after investors you can now start talking about you know further growth you can start saying you want to expand to a different market you want to go to maybe Ghana you want to go to Rwanda or Kenya or South Africa and then from there once you've expanded and you have different people working from with you from different countries then you look for more funding of course (laughs) (laughs) so that is what a lot of startups do but for me as i said the 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 process is just when they can celebrate that oh okay i've achieved something because Sometimes this, the the growth process might not just be the same regular or oh, expanding. Sometimes the startup might just want to be in Nigeria alone and they need to be able to build that strength in Nigeria, build the market, like own at least, let's say 50% of the market. That is when they can now say, oh, they, they have, they own some kind of part of the market. And then they then have to 
you know, make sure that their target audience are very, very comfortable with them. So part of the work that I do is we go to the government sometimes to talk to the government, um, you know, the civil servants, people that are strategic in ensuring that the startups are comfortable, the policymakers. So we go to them, we talk to them, okay, this is what you guys need to do to ensure that this startup is going to be comfortable um, so that, don't worry, everybody's going to be um, fine at the end of the day. You know, you explain to them what the startup is trying to do so that they don't feel some kind of pressure that ah, this one is just coming out of nowhere. <laughs> so so it's part of what we do, you know. And then apart from that, we also like connect the startup to investors different investors international investors as well um you know most of them are online it's not that difficult to reach them <laughs> so um yeah we connect them to the investors and then they talk um talk to them they look at their metrics okay so are you trying to say that between this time and this time this is what the profit would be from this startup so those are the kind of things that you can say is growth it's just about um picking different aspects mm-hmm. of the of building and then you know celebrating each step so mm-hmm. that is it. What, that, celebrating there's each no, step there's no particular rule to it yeah there's no I agree with rule. you that there's no one way yeah. to do stuff and thank you very much for sharing that so let's talk about the things startups do wrong when it comes to growth because I feel like <laughs> I know right because <laughs> I feel like when it comes to marketing when it comes to growth most startups wait until when they've maybe you know built the product done this done that and then probably marketing is at the last stage of things that itself might actually be an error so they might have done a few things wrong even mm. up to that stage so what do you think are the things they need to improve on what do you think are things they need to work on so that they can avoid some of the mistakes they make so um my first advice to any startup any founder mm. is first get a lawyer First, get a lawyer because a lawyer will keep you safe. Mm. I also have a lawyer, even though, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm into P- tech PR. So it's, it's very important that you have a lawyer first. Then um, when you, you can now try to start, because getting marketing can be a bit expensive. Um, you find yourself spending a lot of money trying to push your startup so that people can hear about it. So you might want to just get per- perhaps an in-house first, somebody that is in-house that is good in communication and copywriting. And then you get the person to first look for different strategies that would push the startup without necessarily spending so much at first. Then perhaps later on, you can now say, oh, okay, I, I want to get an agency like me or, you know, mm. and okay. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, an agency and then we then assist your in-house person with bigger dreams and bigger ideas. So that's just the things you know, that's just it for, because marketing is, it's expensive. Or, you know, you're thinking of ad, you're thinking of adverts, you're thinking of like continuous newsletters all the time. All those things are expensive. Just to even do one newsletter, you have to spend money now. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's expensive, but it's also very necessary. It is, but uh, to me, my opinion. Okay, at what point, actually, at what point do you think is now time for them to start spending money on marketing and growth? So perhaps they can start within the first year. So um, perhaps they've done like their app, they've done everything, right? They can then get an in-house person. That's my own advice because a lot of times they don't really have the budget. So they can get an an in-house person 
that they would be paying on a monthly basis, perhaps maybe after six months, then that inner person can work with, within the startup for that time. Then they can then get an agency, perhaps after an, a year when they've gotten some kind of money because agencies are expensive as well. You, you want to be able to pay your agency well so that they can do a good job for you. So, yeah, that's it for me. Okay, thank you very much for mentioning that. Um, so let's talk about, I know you talked about how, you know, expensive, um, I'm thinking billboards are, you know, all of these things are, and it makes sense. And because we're targeting a lot of smaller tech companies, mm-hmm. the next question definitely would be, let's talk about social media. Let's talk about the internet. You know, I feel like if you cannot do out of home, I guess that's what it's called. Yes, yeah, out, out of, of home advertising, advertising yeah. right? You can probably do adverts on social media. So what place does social media digital marketing have when you think of growth and marketing for tech so, startups? So um, for social media, my advice would just be... Um, you need to use some specific, I don't want to mention the names, <laughs> but specific social media that would engage your target audience. So you need to know where they are actually mm. are. And then you target them and connect with them. Whatever it is that you're saying has to be something that they feel strongly about. That's mm. where the empathy comes in. So um, that is the basic strategy. You don't necessarily have to start ads on social media to yeah. engage them at the beginning i don't do that anyway and i still get my clients so (laughs) so those are the things that you can do engage them um connect with them on um the more private and personal social media like the uh, we can't (coughs) the www whatever (laughs) i I think you can mention (laughs) okay okay i I think (laughs) i'm just trying to be careful here like whatsapp Mm -hmm. um like telegram you know those the messaging the private ones where you can actually create groups Mm, and communities communities and then they can then you know talk about the issues that's where you can even get your feedback from you Mm. know whether your app is working well or not so yeah yeah, and I, I, speaking of that, I think that's one of like the earliest things most startups actually do when yes. they're starting. They form like small groups on, you know, yeah. on Telegram, WhatsApp, and then you kind of use their feedback. And then most times they actually are the ones that then go on Twitter or Instagram to say, oh, that product was really good. And, you know, that's how yeah. your marketing starts. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely agree with Abiola. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree with Abiola. That's like something more people should think of doing. Um, So thank you very much for sharing that. You've been very, very um, helpful. So I know that you've talked a lot about agencies. Now let's talk about how important this is for in-house people. I know that you're on the agency side of things. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done in-house actually? Let me start with that. Uh, I did it briefly. Okay, uh, and you went the other way? Yes. I, 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 I think Any I love the agency life. Uh, well, there's more money. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's all about the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah i think there's more money that was that and was one of it. the reasons yes <laughs> and i actually enjoyed you know the agency life because it's fat it's really fast mm. you're doing so many things at the same time it's I, I i have that kind of brain i like mm. to think about things at the same time so i needed that energy mm, yeah, okay. that was one of the reasons why yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay because now i'm gonna ask you know as important as it is to work with agencies i want to believe that it's important to also like have your in-house people yeah. so how important do you think that is for like startup people you know hiring hmm. marketing comes person 
it's 100% important because if you don't have an in-house person, even when you want to work with an agency, you might not really understand the reasons why the agency is doing this particular mm. work or the line that they are going or the strategies that they are putting in place. You might not understand it and you might not start feeling like, ah, are you sure these people are the right fit for me? Is this agency mm. going to doing actually doing the work? Because you don't have an in-house person to explain to you, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a bit difficult. An in-house person will give you the direction that you need. That's why you need to trust the person that is working with you in-house first before you trust the agency. That is my own opinion. But a lot of people will say, ah, trust your agency first though because... <laughs> but I agree with you. I feel like the in-house person actually serves as a bridge. Yes. Because the, the agency actually needs somebody to tell them about what's happening in the company. Exactly. And the CEO or the CTO is probably busy trying to solve something on the other end. So it just makes sense that there's somebody who's able to align both sides. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. And it's been great talking to you about this today so before we wrap up let's just talk one advice you have for you know startups when it comes to girls one thing you think that every one of them should have at the back of their mind if to my advice would be whatever idea that you come up with that is trying to solve a problem in the ecosystem the first thing you should always think about is what are people really bothered about what is their pain points and that is how you are going to be able to solve any kind of problem any kind of problem, literally. And because of that, it's even easier for tech PR consultants, your comms person in-house, to be able to sell your product, your idea faster. Mm. So that's it for me. So yeah. that's basically make sure that you're actually solving a problem and not yeah. just say that you're solving a problem. I think somebody yeah. actually, one day I saw a tweet or post that talked about it's easier to sell something that actually works or something yeah. that is useful. It's actually, easier, actually. It is. Um, it, there are so many things that people come up with. Oh, we want to, <laughs> we want to um, have a travel um, app, an app for travel. And you're like, okay, how many people are actually traveling? Mm-hmm. People that are traveling, do they actually even have, who are the people that are traveling? You need to think about that. Who can afford to travel at this time? Charlene, with the economy and everything. So you need to look at what will make people's lives better. That is what would sell faster than, you know, the (laughs) exotic and the uh, luxury, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. It's been great talking to you, Abiola. And that's it on today's episode of What the Tech Africa brought to you by Africa Tech Radio. Until next time, I remain your host, Jessica Fortress. Bye. Bye. What the Tech Africa, an Africa Tech Radio podcast powered by Techno Nigeria. Stop at nothing.